0: Welcome to Glitter and Braids, the podcast with a purpose and not much of a plan. The purpose is to be a bridge to getting people to Jesus. I believe the kingdom comes as a sparkle. In a world where many people feel the pressure to write their own story, my prayer is that God uses this podcast to help you see that you are already an important part of His story. He will call upon your strengths, expose your weaknesses, and cover you in glitter. The patterns of God are revealed through stories that showcase his faithfulness in the hidden treasure moments in a highlight reel culture. If this is your first time here, my name is Caitlin, and we are on our second episode of me having a guest. And her name is Christine Chandler Prater, And she is a friend that I met actually through social media. She has a podcast that I have mentioned on Glitter and Braids before called The Holy Shift. And I wanted to invite her on to talk about identity and introversion. So after I open us up with a prayer, she is going to introduce herself. And then we are going to get into some of the questions around those two topics. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to record this podcast with Christine today. I pray that you keep us sensitive to your spirit and that you guide our words and our thoughts. You know who is going to listen to this episode and the things that they need to hear in the ways that they need to be encouraged. So I just pray that you speak powerfully through Christine and I and Help us to point people towards Jesus, because that is the whole purpose of what both Christine and I do is to help people see him more clearly. I love you, and I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, Christine, the floor is yours. Christine? Are you there? Christine, yeah, are you there? Yeah, can you hear me? I couldn't before, but now I can.
1: Now you can.
0: Yeah. So the floor is yours for an introduction.
1: Okay. Okay. Awesome. Sorry about that. I must have pushed the wrong button. It's kind of my spiritual gift. So (laughs) that's
0: okay. I'm not gonna edit this out. So they're gonna hear.
1: Wonderful. Real.
0: The feedback (laughs) I've gotten is that they appreciate the behind the scenes of what it's like to record a podcast so (laughs) this is just part of it
1: okay so the blooper reel is the live reel I like it I'm here for it it. (laughs) (laughs) well I was just saying when apparently I wasn't pushing right buttons or something that I am so excited just to be able to chat with you and it's just fun that we get to like do it in public so thank you for having me on here
0: you are so welcome. I appreciate you making yourself available.
1: Yeah. So you want me just to in- intro myself a little bit for a second?
0: Yeah, please do. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, so I uh, I live in Central Texas, and I am mostly a writer by trade, mostly um, poetry, but I'm also trying my hand at. Uh, lyrics and songwriting right now, which is super fun. That's a new adventure for me. And I also uh, teach Bible study stuff and lead com- conversations, mostly through the ministry that I recently founded, which is you mentioned that the Holy Shift and have that podcast, the Holy Shift show where I do kind of what you're doing, which is invite other people on and just have conversations about stuff that we feel like matters in the world and try to learn from them so
0: and I've learned so much from your podcast and recommended it on mine because I am more inconsistent with uploading than you are and I wanted people to have content to listen to in the gaps so um I hope that you guys continue to support Christine and her show she has had um one of the episodes Scott Stalls was on and I really enjoyed that one. And oh. she dives has a lot of guests that have theological background. So if you're looking to go and your grow in your faith, head to the Holy Shift show.
1: Oh, thank you, Caitlin. That's really nice. I appreciate my, that.
0: My pleasure. Okay. We are going to get in to the first question that I had for Christine sir, um, on identity. So I'm going to read. Christine has the questions, but I'm going to read them out loud so you guys can hear them too. Personality tests can be a little controversial in some Christian circles, but I found that they are a helpful tool for identifying weaknesses or, and areas where the Holy Spirit needs to make me more like Jesus. Christine, do you have an opinion on personality tests?
1: Sure. Um, So I, I love them. Um, I understand people's like, I don't, maybe not hesitancy, but you know, we want to be, we want to be careful about tools and resources that we engage with. We want to make sure that, you know, that, that they align with, what we see of Jesus's character and the word of God and that kind of thing. Um, I think that they are a helpful resource. I think with anything else, we want to make sure that we're engaging with something with the discernment of the Holy spirit and that our posture is always toward Jesus, but you know, like any other tool or resource for, um, for growing and flourishing, I think they can be really, really helpful. Um, I think that, As always, God's worried about um, the motivation of our heart (laughs) and the posture of our heart. So um, it's okay, I think, to want to know more about ourselves. In fact, I would consider that some good stewardship. I think it takes a level of like self awareness uh, to know possibly what our weaknesses are. And also, I have found them to be really helpful in helping me understand uh, what giftings I may have that that God has given me and I want to be a good steward of those. So I have, I, I find them fascinating and I also have, have seen them be really, really helpful.
0: We are on the same page with that. I have in the same way, I believe it was the gospel coalition sometime last year had made an Instagram post and there was probably an article on their website too. Just how, at times people can use personality tests as an excuse for sin and saying this Mm -hmm. is just who I am and I don't need to grow and change and I just think back to what you were saying a level of wisdom and discernment that if the Holy Spirit's trying to work you know God isn't content with you staying in a sinful pattern and using something a personality test reveals to you as an excuse
1: to yeah. not
0: be like Jesus.
1: Yeah. So I mean I think that's like I always love to find the holy shifts and things. And I think that's that's an immediate place where we want to make sure that we're shifted in the right direction. Our identity, like who I am, who we are, is is defined by Jesus what a personality test might do is help us um, better see uh, ways that were aimed well in that direction, or maybe might struggle um, to flourish in the way that, that the word of God shows us that we should be doing. So, yeah, I don't think um, like I, I know where I land on all those tests because I do find them helpful. And, and, but you know, I don't, I don't go around and tell everybody um, that the defining thing of my life is my enneagram number. The defining right. thing of my life is is that I love God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Um, but I do think, you know, secondary to the to, to that command is to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And I think part of loving ourselves is having a grasp on who we are um, and we need to grow. And, and where God's trying to help us shine for him.
0: Completely agree. And a lot of how I try to phrase things on glitter and braids is for somebody that doesn't have a relationship with Jesus or is maybe exploring
1: how mm-hmm.
0: our worldview is different from how they're currently viewing something. Mm-hmm. Uh what it would mean to have our identity in Jesus instead of a personality test, because that is such a worldly way to define yourself. Mm
1: -hmm. Especially
0: right now, the Enneagram is so popular. People Mm -hmm. walking around saying, oh, I'm a one. And if somebody is listening to this and hasn't given their life to Jesus, how would you help them distinguish maybe what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus and know your
1: enneagram. Um, you know, again, with the our, our postures determine our priorities, and I think we have to be real careful about chicken and the egg. So, so I am I on the enneagram test, am an enneagram four wing five. Uh, but I believe that we are all made in the image of God by the hand of God for the purpose of being in relationship with God and bringing glory to God. So I believe my foreness um has is purposed by God uh to to engage in this with this world with that through that lens and and through those personality types but but ultimately all of our purpose is to be in relationship with God and and to bring him glory. So um, you know, it's great to know what Enneagram number you are. I think it's, I think it's very powerful to know that. Um, but again, like part of the, part of the priority shift on that is, you know, but all these things are, the gifts we're given, we're given for a purpose. Um, so how do we, how do we use those well? And, and that's the, that's what I mean when I talk about stewardship is how do we recognize who this belongs to and who I belong to? Um, And engage with these things in a way that reflects that.
0: Beautiful answer. I know I went a little off script with that one, but I appreciate you weighing in on it. I'm a one, which is a, a perfectionist. And I think that God has used that to help me pay attention to details and to care about doing things well. But this podcast has actually been an opportunity for me to grow because nothing about it is perfect. <laughs> and if I were waiting for it to be that way, there would be no glitter and braids,
1: right? Because, Le- yeah, <laughs> podcasting <laughs> yeah, it, and ministry. I mean, let me tell you what it feels like to me like signing up for public failure, yeah, like. I mean, <laughs> there's like it's an automatic humbling because I'm with you on the I want to do things well I tend to be like perfectionistic um and I think it's kind of been funny I feel like God's done it on purpose and I'm like thanks a lot but I feel like every episode something goes terribly wrong um and I think it's his way of being like is this about you or is this about me (laughs) yeah
0: And just how he doesn't need it to be perfect to, you know, our definition of perfect because it's an illusion anyway, but he doesn't need it to be perfect to use it.
1: So good. So good. In fact, I think, you know, scripture will tell us the exact opposite.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm just so grateful for the ways that he allows broken people to play a part in bringing his kingdom here. Yeah. Because it really is our weaknesses and public failures and different things that he has used to help bring glory to Jesus. Because it's only him that we're trying to draw attention to here. He is perfect. We are not. And through his life, death, and resurrection – we get the status that Jesus has.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's such a tremendous gift. It is yeah. the it is the not not a tremendous gift. It is it is such the tremendous gift. It is. And I'm great I'm grateful every day.
0: Me too. I'm in a Bible study right now where we're studying the attributes of God. Mm. And the one about his faithfulness. Mm
1: -hmm. We
0: had a ladder in the room and the woman that's teaching it said how picture that because of Jesus, you're sitting on the top of the ladder all the time. That if you Mm -hmm. have given your life to God, that that is where you are seated because of him. And Mm -hmm. you're not moving up and down the ladder based on your behavior the world has has been finished and so often we think that god is shifting us up and down based on things we do or we don't do Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. his opinion of us or love for us changes and it's not that is correct that's not true And so I hope that if you're listening to this and you didn't know that or you needed a reminder of it, that that is an encouragement to your heart, because I know life is hard, relationships are hard, and it can feel like those things are always shifting. Maybe even the way that you feel about yourself is always shifting. And so that is why we need to be consistent about being in the word and being around people that are also in the word because we need each other. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I feel like that's a great segue into community and what that can look like if you're more introverted because definitions matter and introversion just means that being around people can be really draining for you and (laughs) that you do not get recharged. It doesn't mean that you don't like people It doesn't mean that you don't want to be around them. It just means that it drains you of your energy in a different way. And it can be hard sometimes to seek out community or to even let people know that you need it or want it because the way that you communicate might be a little bit different. And so Christine is an introvert. And I feel that because of that, she was the perfect person to maybe give some tips and tricks or just some insight on how she has cultivated community, how she recharges after being around people. Because as a a Christian, we are called to be in community. And so Mm -hmm. it's not something you get a bypass on just because being around people drains you. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'm going to phrase this in a question so that way Christine has a more organized way to weigh in on it but there's a lot that we could unpack here so as an introvert Christine what does investing in community look like
1: for you (laughs) um I mean the Jesus answer is it looks like obedience (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know um but, you know, like, also, like, the, the, the funny answer is it, it, it the real answer, it, it looks like being uncomfortable most of the time. Okay. Um, yeah. And uh, I really liked, um, I recently did an interview with somebody who is really good about neighboring well, and she's an introvert, too. And she said something about being like, how we can live as ambassadors of awkwardness. And that made me feel a little bit better. Like, you know, we could just basically embrace the idea like this is going to be awkward. Um, And so community, community for me, it was, it's been one of the hardest lessons um, of obedience that I have had to learn. And part of it just has to do with the way that I grew up. I moved um, I'm in my 39th house right now and I'm not, not much older than that. Um, so I moved around a lot as a kid, which means that you don't have the time to develop a lot of deep connections. So, um, you learn to have acquaintances, um, but God didn't call us to the ministry of equipment. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, the so uh, a little higher. It's a little bit higher, right? It, it, it looks like vulnerability. Um, it looks like being willing to be your authentic self with people, um, being accountable to others. Um, so all of that can be, I think all of that is really, really hard for nearly anyone. And some of that can be harder for an extrovert, believe it or not. Um, sometimes extroverts are extroverts can be so extroverted, um, and so engaged with people that, that, (laughs) <laughs> the benefit of being an introvert you have a lot of time by yourself to sit around and think about things <laughs> yeah and you know so when you show up in a conversation you've thought that through um, where extroverts sometimes don't have the, the time to do that because you know they're they're flitting around like these beautiful bumber, bumblebees of the world um, visiting every flower and then some of us are you know we're not wired that way so we have a lot more time to think about what we care about, um, and what we want to do about it. Sometimes, you know, to a bad degree, like, we could we could turn into navel gazers fast, but, um, introversion though means, and I love that you clarified this because most people think introversion means you don't like people. Right. We do like people. It's just that, like you said, it can be exhausting. So just imagine that, um, it's just like anytime somebody picks up your your cell phone and you're using your cell phone, the battery is draining. Okay. Well, imagine that the introverts have too many apps running in the background at all times. And so it the battery drains faster and it'll take a little longer to recharge. Um, so part of living in your head a lot is there's a lot of stuff going in. When you're around people and that can be super overwhelming. So I love people, but I can very easily become overstimulated, especially like in crowds. Um, I do great on one-on-one conversations. I love those mm-hmm. two or three people. Wonderful. Because as a Enneagram four and also the other parts of my, I'm a, um, I'm a, I, am I am ai let us see, I N F J. Right. So we love deep connection. We love deep connection. We can't do a lot of noise and we can't do a lot of surface stuff. That's like torture Uh, (laughs) for us. We just can't do that. So, you know, again, with knowing things about yourself, I don't want to miss out on every conference or every party. So I have learned that there are, are things I want to go to, and I just have to make allowances for myself when I go to them. If I'm going to go to a conference, I know that I need to have an in-seat so that I can get up and walk off and go sit somewhere quiet for a little bit and then re-engage. And also, things like that can feel like drinking from a fire hose for me. And so I'm going to stay an extra night in the hotel afterwards so I can get with Jesus about everything I learned, and he and I can actually process that in private. Um, so we do like people, but it's hard. And I did come to the whole community conversation with, Oh, that's really good for other people, but God didn't wire me that way. So I have a pass and I, you know, regret to inform my fellow introverts out there. That's not true. Um, we are commanded to community. We are wired for it. Um, and wanting to spend a lot of time, alone is fine but loneliness um will eat away because we just weren't we just weren't wired to be lonely and so we have to understand the difference there and we have to be willing uh, to do the vulnerable thing and engage with people you know that 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 can serve you know as as Encouragers and and accountability partners um, in our lives, even if it even if it feels real awkward most of the time.
0: I have two thoughts after hearing your answer, and you did such a beautiful job laying all of that out. So thank you for your vulnerability. First thing is that sin and struggles thrive in isolation, which is part of the reason that we're not called to that, no matter how you identify on on the scale but that both personality types you know if you're super extroverted and very surface level you're not getting into the deep stuff and that would be struggles and sin so if you're just hopping around all over the place that that doesn't create an environment where you're able to grow spiritually which is why small groups and, and that type of format is so helpful for all of us, no matter what your personality type is. And two, um, if you know introverts, I realized that because I'm very extroverted, but I'm related to a family of introverts. I'm the only extrovert in my house. That it's not that they don't have things to say. It needs to just be drawn out of them a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Where if you're extroverted and you're at an event, you're very comfortable just going up to people that are in a conversation and making yourself a part of it. And the problem with that is that you assume that everyone's wired that way. And that if they had something to say, they would just start contributing to it because that's what you do. And for an extrovert or just a more talkative person to take a pause and be like, hey, do you have something to say about this? Because they wait sometimes to be invited into the conversation. Has that been something you've experienced? Am I off base in that assessment?
1: No, no, it's good. And, and one thing I would tell folks who are trying to to know how to engage with introverts, you know, is is keep inviting us to stuff. <laughs> keep inviting <laughs> us into the conversations. Invite us to, you know, the dinners and the parties. And don't take it personally if the answer is no. Um, it, it usually has nothing to do with you and just every bit to do with how, where our battery is at that time, you know. Uh, what else is going on in our life that that might have already depleted that? Um, so keep inviting us. Welcome. Ask questions. Invite in. Most of the time, we will when we feel safe. Um, we'll engage. Uh, so don't stop inviting. Um, but also, I think sometimes people feel like um, they can maybe like herd us into. <laughs> extroversion and yeah. that's when you're that's when you're gonna see like listen I I could teach a master class on ghosting a party um I can't do all that at the end where there's all the hugging and the uh, I can't do I'm not I can't do it I'm there and then I'm not I'm just gone um so just be aware That's <laughs> um, a boundary. yeah like don't try to make us something that we're not. And I have done this to people before um, because I'm a little, even though I'm an introvert, I tend to be like, I've been called a human toe touch before. Like I tend to be a little like um, border collie ish, like trying to encourage people toward fun or, you know, engaging or whatever. And um, just, just be aware that we're all at a different place on that Spectrum, and it's great to encourage people it is so great to encourage people um do that we need people like that in our lives that stretch us and i like to have extroverted friends yes just be yes gentle is perfect just be gentle just be gentle
0: because you never when we look at jesus and how all of that was people were drawn to him And so I feel like the more we're like Jesus and show that we're a safe space for community and connection, the more that will happen at the pace of grace Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and to not underestimate the power of what God can do versus you trying to bulldoze your way over
1: people. Yeah. Yeah. And even, even
0: as an extrovert, keep inviting me to things because I have different capacities depending on the week and even though I'm extroverted I prefer deep meaningful conversation so a lot of times Mm -hmm. I will choose the opportunity to go on a one-on-one walk with a friend over Mm -hmm. a group birthday party
1: Mm -hmm. yeah
0: and even if I go to the group birthday party I will find one or two people and have a deep and meaningful conversation with them that mm-hmm. I don't jump around having eight different surface level conversations so I don't really know what that makes me personality wise it just makes us unique yeah. and that's the thing is all of us have certain qualities that would box us into a different test or whatever but at the end of the day god didn't make those boxes they're just tools to help us yeah. better understand ourselves so do not limit your your personality to what a man-made test right can can tell you it's just a tool not a box
1: yeah exactly exactly
0: okay so I want to end on this question because I feel like it could branch off in a few different directions but I would love to know how has Prayer been utilized to help you in regards to your God-given identity and in building community.
1: Well, anything that I am ever going to do with my life that is positive is going to come from God. It. When I think of prayer, I just think of and I, I know I've used this word a couple of times. um but I think prayer it's a posture. you know, and we and we set us set aside time, um hopefully, if that's part of our spiritual you know practice, is to set aside time to check our posture, to reposture ourselves, reorient ourselves toward god and and to talk to him as a friend, but also to receive from him and listen. And that's, you know, that's where we get, we get to hear from God and be filled with his spirit, his wisdom, which is what equips us to do the things that he's called us to do in this world. So, um, I couldn't do a single thing without the spirit of God, a single positive thing (laughs) without the spirit of God. So engaging with community, since he's wired us for that, commanded, commanded us to that, you know, that's where he equips me for that. Um, and the same thing is true for anything else I try to do, any other relationship, any other, you know, any move I make for work or for writing or for the ministry or the podcast, like all of that is, it's got to be tethered to him. And he's got to provide it all. So when when you say prayer, I think like I have to always um, be postured in a way that I am receiving from God and hearing from God so that I can then go and try to live out a life.
0: I love that. The prayer is where we start. I think that so often we feel that that's the lesser thing. It's like, if all the other things don't work, then I guess I'll pray about it. And it's like, no, That is the foundation of everything we're supposed to be doing. It And prayer is simply just being with God. And sometimes it looks like making requests and petitions, but it's also just being wrapped up in his presence. And I think we're having another technical difficulty because I can no longer hear Christine. This is lovely.
1: Um, okay. How about now? Oh, okay. Yeah, I
0: can hear. Okay,
1: okay. I have figured out what the problem is. Uh, oh. if, if I don't keep touching my phone when it goes to sleep, it turns off. I think by Bluetooth, which is the problem. So I'm I'm going to keep touching my phone. <laughs> so. I I, we
0: identified the problem.
1: Yes. Yes. And it may have to do with me being on blue So sorry about that. Um, I I was just saying, I love, I love, I I love what you said there. Um, And I think that, and sometimes we think that prayer has to be formulaic and, and it can be, I think sometimes formulate prayers can help us. I, that's what I love about the use of liturgy, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, or, or like I pray the Psalms. And you know, so you're kind of following a bit of a of a formula there, um, working through that. But also like sometimes her I think just it it's just being in silent and being with him. Um, it doesn't have to be I don't know. I just think sometimes people can get and I say this, I say some people and sometimes I've i I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, where we think yeah. like, Yeah, I don't know what this is supposed to look like. I'm not doing it right. And I just want to say like if your posture is toward the Lord, you're doing it right. You know, just just seek Him, just just seek Him, just seek time to be with Him. Um, you know, tell, and so prayer can look like a lot of different things for me. I had a very regimented view of it for for years and years, and I still practice um, prayer sort of in that way. But I also practice it in other ways. You know, prayer for me can just be in nature because I think God speaks to us through beauty all the time. And when I'm in nature and I see the beautiful stuff, I'm just, for I'm just thanking him. I'm like, oh my gosh, look at this stuff that you have made. This is gorgeous. How did you think of this stuff? You know, like I'm just with yeah. him and I'm just looking at the stuff he's done and, you know, just by it, that's prayer, that's prayer. So don't get hung up on, you know, what I'm supposed to, what it's supposed to look like and just. Just focus on, you know, turning your heart toward God and saying, hi, I'm here. I'd like to spend some time with you. Start there.
0: Yeah. My friend Noelle said anything could stir your affection towards God. Being Mm -hmm. out in nature when she drinks her warm cup of coffee. Thank you, God, that I have taste buds. Thank you. You know, there are so many things that when your desire is to just connect with God as your father, there's a world of things that he created. Uh, All things were created by him and for him Mm -hmm. that we don't need to box ourselves in, in prayer any more Mm -hmm. than we do with our identity. Yeah. Personality stuff. And I love that you said praying the Psalms. Because I wrote one. on. I have these window markers. And I wrote a verse from Psalm 143 on my bedroom window.
1: And Mm -hmm. it says,
0: let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you, I entrust my life. And I stare at it. All the time.
1: I love that.
0: And whenever I just sit to be still. And remember that he is God. I'm facing that window. And it just Mm -hmm. brings me a peace. So if you're struggling at all with prayer. Just depending on what season of life you're in. Or if you're Mm -hmm. just new to the Jesus following thing. That God's word. You can pray God's word. Back to him, and he delights in that because you're taking time to know his thoughts. If you're curious about what God feels about you or whatever, he gave us a huge book filled Mm -hmm. with them. Filled, so I love it. Um, don't be afraid to go to that as your resource for prayer.
1: Yeah, that is. I'm in Psalm one. I'm in Psalm 141 this week, and something I do is I pray one Psalm all week, and oh, I um, and I read it in a different translation every day of the week because there can be like different nuance mm-hmm. to the verbiage, um, and so I really really like that because it just you know like today Wednesdays are amplified version day, which means like it'll fill in like, and this means this and this, you know, and so you get to go a little deeper and I'll spend a whole week praying one song. Um, and I just find that, that that's just really, really helpful. It gives me a much better understanding.
0: I love that too. I haven't mentioned it on the podcast, but I started a Substack newsletter called glitter and grace. And that has been a way that I've been connecting with God recently is through my writing again. Mm-hmm. And I do incorporate scripture into the post. And that has been a different way for me to, one, learn scripture. Because I will have a verse kind of in my mind or need to find one that fits with the particular topic so i'm learning new verses and exploring the different translations because you're right there are just subtle things that do Mm -hmm. make a big difference sometimes in your understanding dean thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be on glitter and braids to share your heart with us to weigh in on identity and introversion I would absolutely love to have you back. I'm sure that there are so many other topics that you could weigh in on. So, well, you know, I always love chatting.
1: Yeah, I, I love chatting with you. So, I love
0: chatting you know, with if, you too.
1: if the catch is that we have to record it and put it out there, that's fine. It's <laughs> totally worth it. <laughs>
0: Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to an episode of Glitter and Braids. My prayer is that it helped you to know God better and love Him more, to live fearlessly because He is faithful, and inspires you to leave a little sparkle wherever you go.